Hello, hello, beautiful souls, and welcome back to another riveting episode of the Cosmic Queer with Boundaries podcast, a love letter to all neurodivergent, queer, queer adjacent, everybody. Love letter to everybody, and especially a love letter to our amazing indigenous population, global indigenous population, and all people of majority who are not white. Um, I fucking love you. I'm here for you, and let's get this revolution on the road, shall we? Um, First things first, in the show notes, I've got some details around uh, how you can go about paying and funding water protectors, supporting them with bail, um, that kind of thing, helping them with any sort of basic needs, as well as their direct uh, cash app accounts are in my show notes for you. So you don't even have to go far. You don't even have to click a link. You could just pop that right in from the show notes. So please go ahead and do so. Any amount helps. So even if you're only able to like donate a dollar, donate a fucking dollar because if a bunch of people who only have a dollar donated that will make a huge difference for our water protectors and for our earth protectors if we look at uh, fairy creek for example on vancouver island they i think have had almost or if not more now a thousand arrests the last time we did this episode or the last episode rather there was about 840 ish um, and now i'm hearing that it's closer to a thousand so please go and support our mature forest protectors, our earth protectors in as many facets that you are able, whether that's through sharing content about it, being loud, boosting it, amplifying it, and of course, funding it. So please go kick up a fuss. This is our earth we are talking about. We have, what now, seven goddamn planets in retrograde. Like there is a lot of tension right now. There's a lot coming up. There's a lot going on in the collective energy, but that also means that we need to take the account of that, not the account of, the creative accountability rather, um, to build the world and the reality that we want to see, because I'm a little bit tired. (laughs) I'm a little bit tired, aren't you guys? And if I'm tired with all the privilege of being a white person, can we imagine for a moment how fucking sick and tired the indigenous communities are? The people of color, the people of majority rather, in this entire fucking world. Can we imagine for a moment just how tired they are? We've been convinced, right? We've been convinced, we've been boiled like the frogs that we are for so long, and now we have the opportunity to bring the vision into fruition of a new world that we want to see for ourselves. And I encourage you to do that and to show up in that way, in the most authentic way that you can, with integrity and from your heart. All right, so fuck Emmeridge, fuck the rich. Now that that's out of the way. Uh, Canada has a fucking federal election tomorrow, so that's exciting and stupid at the same time because I have a feeling it's going to be um, a bit of a historic event to be quite honest I think we might be looking at our first Sikh prime minister which would be amazing Um, but I'm also looking at the NDP who I believe has direct financial gain from logging the mature forests on Vancouver Island in Fairy Creek I'm pretty sure with Teal Swan Um, my point I guess with this is like yeah, fuck a distraction election. Fuck an election. Fuck the government. We don't need one this way. Um, I'm kind of just like seeing it as the repeated distraction and rebranding that it is. Like whether we have a different person in power or not, it's still a person in power within a system that we haven't addressed. We haven't changed the way the system runs. We haven't changed shit. I fully understand that there are policies that uh, each party would want to bring in that they could do to change things. But honestly, like that TikTok that that girl made of just like flipping the cushion over and over between like NDP or not NDP, conservative and liberal for fucking centuries. <laughs> Couldn't say it better. And to me, I'm like, yeah, we're just looking at the face of the party, but we're not actually acknowledging the system that it sits on, which is faulty, which is colonizing, which is capitalism. None of those systems 
are here for the humans involved in it. We're kind of just being corralled into voting. And yes, voting is good and we need to use that power, but I would much rather, on top of just voting, I would much rather tear down that system in favor of a new one. I'm not sure about the rest of the, the folks out there, but we're in a bit of a pandemic right now. And instead of supporting Canadians, rather than not even Canadians, Turtle Island fucking settlers, rather than supporting any of the citizens or addressing the residential school crisis or addressing the clean water crisis or the climate crisis or any of the other fucking crises that we have going on, they're like, let's pull a shotgun election, right? So make them eat their words, but... I also don't want anybody getting complacent after this election because like not only do we need to be holding our politicians more accountable than fucking ever but we also need to be loud as hell about human rights and about human dignity and i for one have had it with a system that does not allow global universal basic income i no longer want anybody to be subscribed to a system where we have to work or trade our energy in terms of labor or time or whatever that might look like in order for the rich to get richer so that we can barely scrape by and survive. Like, I'm a little over it. I'm a little over it. And I feel like I'm not the only one who's a little fucking over it. So today we're going to be talking a little bit more about this uncomfortable reality that we've got to work our way out of right now and build our way out of. But this is not just about doom and gloom. It's especially not about climate doomism. Um, this is about reminding humanity of their own sovereignty that we each individually have and that we have the, the ability and the magic to choose differently for ourselves and to actively, consciously choose differently for ourselves. Um, I often talk about, like, okay, fucking quit your job, whatever. Global labor strikes are necessary. Eat the rich, sharpening the guillotine, absolutely. But all of these things have one thing in common for me, and that is shifting the power and the autonomy from the 1% back to the 99, starting with the POC, starting with the indigenous communities, giving them their land back, giving back the stewardship, the sovereignty, the sovereignty to make the decisions, giving back the matriarchy, you know? And like, it's about re-empowering the most marginalized communities because all of that marginalization is one byproduct, and I'm not trying to minimize it, but it is one byproduct of trying to fit those respective communities and groups of people into a system not meant for human consumption, which is capitalism. It was just a system meant to exploit. And I think they've done enough. I think they've done enough. I'm talking about how we've been conditioned to believe that we are the powerless ones, when in fact, each and every single human being, animal, nature, leaf, all of it is an extension of source energy and like take with that what you will but like this means that the universal laws apply to all of those fucking things to everything that is here which also means that the corporations are going to get an ass whooping <laughs> with like the laws of cause and effect but also it means that by acknowledging everything's divine nature including our own divine nature it seems a little bit easier to resist the attempted capitalistic or patriarchal indoctrination that is being presented to us, even through politics. I think people are starting to see through politicians a lot more easily, hopefully. Hopefully, not all, of course, but you know. Um, so with corporations um, having their various systems, even just like colonizing systems that are existing, that exist, right? Everything came from the church, from the patriarchy, from fucking white people, right? Who started the colonization bullshit. Um, 
with that, they brought in their version of schools, their version of like fucking church, um, the labor force the way that it is now, right? It's kind of like one shitty rebranded monarchy <laughs> has been living way too long. You know? You know? And like, we can keep rebranding it. They can keep doing that as much as they would like, but it's getting a little old. Like, the militarization, the patriarchy, the all of it, it's just like way past its expiration date for me. And I think that's why I just fucking like, this is a stream of consciousness podcast, but why I let myself just fucking go off on it sometimes is because like, if I need an outlet, other, other people probably also need an outlet or need to hear this. And I'm not the only angry person and I'm sure as hell not the only like angry person or white guy with a fucking podcast. And there are goddamn way better other podcasts that you could be listening to. I'm sure. But sometimes the validation of hearing someone else be just as mad about the state of the fucking world is just what the doctor ordered. And we're not going to stay in that low vibration. In fact, I have some suggestions on how we can get out of it. But first we have to have acknowledgement, right? And so what I've figured out and like not figured out even, because like, are white people even available to have original thoughts? Or are we just like fucking regurgitating something that an indigenous or person of color individual has said at one point or another that has been stolen from another white guy and then they put it in a curriculum or whatever. But I digress. <laughs> I fucking digress. All of these systems, the thing that they have in common um, is that they've been intentionally constructed in order to distract people from their own divinity, in order to reduce your sense of self-worth, to keep you on a, like, honestly, it's vibrationally, it was intentional to attach um a certain level of vibration, like a fear vibration to human beings from such an early age that they wouldn't have, it'd be like hands-free indoctrination at that point, right? Because if everyone's running around scared, which is what's fucking happening, everybody feels isolated, which is built into the systems that we live in, into patriarchy, into isolated families, the way that houses are, all of it, right? But with it isolating you from your divinity through that fear, you're less likely to question or look behind the wizard's curtain, right? And when someone tries to peek, there's usually what? An extreme violence, right? So <laughs> we are not only capable as individuals, but as a collective of shifting this, and it's time to mobilize on a global fucking level because it doesn't matter what... The examples that I share of things that are happening like on the ego side, side of the world, they're not just happening here. They're happening in so many different, they're, it's everywhere and it's in different lenses everywhere. And my experience is by no means unique and neither are the experiences of the fucking water protectors. Do you think this is the first time they've had to stand up? Right? And like, like the Oka crisis, like all of this, like it's not new. It's not new. None of this is new. And we have the choice to hold these places accountable by being noisy about it, by refusing to allow a fucking algorithm to suppress it, by being creative about it, by using our sense of humor because they can't kill that in people. Like, well, they can try, but we have the ability and the power as the collective to change this right now. And the second you apply a limiting belief to it by saying like, mm, no, like I don't have faith in like fucking boomers or what, like whatever, like I've done that to myself, but the second we apply a limiting belief, we 
also put those constraints up into what we can experience in our physical reality, right? So if like, we can even start by regaining our divinity, by starting to build or cultivate a little bit of faith in humanity again, or in the collective again, it doesn't have to be in all of them. It doesn't have to be in the corporate people or the people who are like active agents of these systems. It doesn't have to be about any of that, but believe in each other, believe in yourself, believe in, in the people that make your heart wake up a little bit, you know? I don't know if I sound like a fucking kook right now, honestly, but whatever. <laughs> the biggest distraction ever, at least for me, is the diminishing of our self-worth and value by equating our value to productivity, contribution, capitalism, fucking working, having babies, living that life that a bunch of white guys told us that we need to live in order to keep women and femmes subservient, yielding to the patriarchy while they absolutely annihilate our earth in front of me and then they're going to throw climate doomism propaganda at us to keep us quiet, keep us panicking, keep us trusting them, keep giving them our power to go, okay, well, like, we'll just make sure we vote for this party or we'll just make sure that we support this group of people or this corporation and they're going to help us. They're going to do something about it. When in fact, it's us who needs to do something about it. It's us who needs to say, we don't need a fucking system like this to govern us. This is not how we need to be governed. This has not been working. Hello, it's not been working. <laughs> like, it's not successful. Mental illness and, you know what, no, mental illness is one of several byproducts of capitalism not fucking working on divine beings, right? Because we aren't meant to be confined. We're not meant to be able to sit in a nine to five. All this shit, we're in a school, whatever, like ADHD, for example, which is just one small example is a fucking complaint that the kid was too creative, that you had a fucking opinion, that you could learn things quickly and master them quickly and then come back and share what you learned. They don't want you to share what you learned. <laughs> they want you to sit down and shut up and swallow whatever false truth they told you. They don't want you to keep learning, right? Or like with autism, with, with sensory processing that can come with any neurodivergent diagnosis, but diagnoses in general, the mental health system in general, the child fucking welfare system, all of these were built to control people and to separate people and to break them down at the self-worth level. Because if we, if we, if they convince you that you're a piece of shit because you're neurodivergent or because you're gay or because you're not white, they, it's like, it's like a, an act to poke at your power, right? And when that happens, you have the choice to either go, okay, here, you can have it or you go, no, fuck off. Actually, I'm self-assured. I'm confident. I know that this has nothing to do with me. This is a systemic thing. And it doesn't mean that um, the outcomes of the capitalism and those boxes being like us being forced into those boxes that didn't have an impact on us. Those diagnoses are valid. Like what happened to you is valid. The outcomes of capitalism on you are valid. But like, why don't we just approach the system that has so many fucking shitty outcomes attached to it instead of demonizing the people who have the outcomes because the outcomes are kind of a guarantee when you have a system like capitalism that's built on like fucking invalidating everything you feel <laughs> and forcing you to do things that aren't natural for humans to do all the fucking time how much fluorescent lighting do we have to sit under just as one thing right like it's all a distraction because if we're busy trying to survive we won't see them annihilating the earth enforcing our dependence and doing whatever the fuck else they want to do.
this earth is our earth and it doesn't mean we possess it it means it gives us everything that we possibly could need it is an abundant place it is a beautiful place and it will be fine regardless of us this is a choice we need to make to honor the earth's divinity as well as our own the bang jong complacency here is so that they can get away with more and more destruction murder their own complacency like if we complacency in terms of the government not acknowledging residential schools missing and murdered indigenous women and two-spirited folks um the highway of tears that goes with that like it's because it's all part of the same fucking system they're not gonna say shit they're the ones doing it they're the ones looking the other way so that it can happen because they benefit from it happening they benefit from the child welfare system do you know how much money the government gives nonprofits and any other for-profit, whatever the fuck organizations in these systems for an indigenous child, for the bed that that indigenous child, I worked at places where it was 50 grand a month for one bed for a child in group care. It's a thriving fucking enterprise. There is no such thing in my opinion as a goddamn non-for-profit because they all profit somehow. They all find a way to hide money, do whatever the fuck they want to do and redistribute it but either way, any profit, any money being made is off of the colonization, is off of the destruction of families, the systematic ongoing intergenerational trauma that is being perpetuated by these colonizing systems that were built originally to colonize. Like, that's why I can't get behind the government. That's why I can't get behind any of this shit, because it's the same people in a trench coat and they're like, no, 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 we're not. It's fine. We promise. <laughs> and like, I don't trust these fuckers as far as I could dropkick them. And I want to dropkick them. Like, fuck. <sighs> Thanks for letting me vent. <laughs> Thanks for being here. My biggest mistake, personally, was when I was younger, and even just sometimes I, I slip into this, but originally thinking that the state of the world was the result of a whole bunch of mistakes and coincidences and accidents and spills, um, when in fact the destruction was that we've all been observing for years, for years, right? It's all been planned, systematically planned and carried out in order to maintain and continue tightening the grip on our life force, on water, the earth, our sovereignty in general, just with labor exploitation alone. We'd be sure we'd sure be sorry, a lot more compliant if we had to pay top dollar for water. Astronomical housing costs, food, all of it. And if there are higher costs that mean you can't afford to live if you were receiving, say, assistance, or if you were somebody who was disabled and requiring like disability funding or assured income, stuff like that. But then if like they keep raising the prices so that only people who could actually like function at a job without killing someone <laughs> or who can get to a job, those are the only people who are now going to be able to afford to survive. Maybe even barely, depending on that, because of the way that taxing works and the way that income works in general and the way that there are huge pay gaps and wealth gaps. But when you do that, you're separating the most marginalized communities again. It's like, when I say boiled frog, I say like slow, assured extinction. But they start with the most marginalized because they're coming from a colonizing point of view. Because they're coming from a superiority complex. Fuck words right now. Mercury, 
retrograde shadow period right now. Like, my fucking god. Because we needed another one. <laughs> we needed another one. Like, seven planets. Holy shit. Thank you for your patience. These boiled frog issues aren't going anywhere until we decide that they're going somewhere. Until we decide that no more. No more. Food is a basic human right. Water, clean, fucking drinking water is a basic human right. Housing is a basic human right. I think a universal income should be a basic human right because I don't think that as long as things cost physical money, people should have different access to money. That should be fair. That should be equal. There needs to be actual equanimity here. And the part that isn't funny about all these things existing is that like the genocide internal island has been an ongoing it's been an ongoing epidemic of in and of itself since colonization started. It's just been like this awful hydra that's refused to die that won't stop coming for indigenous people. Because they know that as long as indigenous people are alive, there is accountability. There will be some level of memory of, of accountability to the government. Um, not that they're going to take accountability, but like that indigenous people have the power to hold them accountable and to do something about it and to speak up because they have always been the, the, the protectors of the earth and they shouldn't have to be doing it alone. But like, that's why the genocide has been systematic, why it's been so fucking hidden. Right? And like, the missing and murdered indigenous and two-spirited folks on this planet is pandemic, on this continent is pandemic. There are as fucking many, as, as few, sorry, as few as three missing women or two-spirited people reported missing a week here. A week. We don't get to give indigenous people shit because they are frustrated at the amount of media coverage that one white girl gets. The police don't even acknowledge when their people are missing. They don't even fucking follow through appropriately. They don't do shit. Probably not because they're connected at all, but like, they don't do shit. And this isn't a problem that has stopped. Like, I have known people who've gone missing. I have worked with people who have had family members go missing, children go missing. It happens a fucking lot more than is probably even reported because how many people even feel safe reporting to the police? Like the highway of tears erasure, the colonization and genocide erasure, all of this sidestepped bullshit in the Canadian Canadian history books. Like our main political leaders aren't acknowledging the over now 6,000 babies and children who have been found. They've only been searching, I think, for, not even actively searching. I know they've been looking, but um, I think around six months it's been now. Just in Canada, in Canada, like that's out of the border rather, um, because the U.S. hasn't even begun looking. We're searching the grounds of their schools. Six months, 6,000 children. Like, when are we going to stop saying this was intentional? They did all this shit after they came in and committed a genocide against all of the buffalo and put those poor babies almost extinct. Like, it's never going to stop. The pipelines, all this shit, it's never going to stop until we do something about it. But until we call it out and actually, like, fucking get loud, as white people especially about it, it's going to continue because they bank on white silence specifically. Like that's, that's the thing. It's not a coincidence that after using language and falsities to coerce and trick indigenous leaders into signing fucking treaties, 
that we were that were never meant to be honored by the white people in question, that our governments, who are the same fucking people, um, continue to use distracting language and like sidestepping in their politics, in how they approach curriculum, in schools, etc., to deflect from the fact that the reservations are the parcels of land that the colonizers forced indigenous folks onto was more to fucking cage them in than anything because once they put them in a place told them they can't leave they then started desecrating their resources systematically on all of those parcels of land so fucking mad that this existed and that this exists and that it's happened i'm so fucking mad and it's not a coincidence that fucking huge infrastructures are built right in the middle of communities where homeless people live. Not to identify people as homeless, sorry. Folks who live in the community without a physical home or who have to rely on shelters and community resources in order to survive because they've been so aggressively displaced by fucking capitalism. And then we'll have shit come in and like, let's build a new arena right where this shelter is. It's okay. We'll just move them all up. But that's away from all of the resources that they have access to. Or let's make all of the prices in the Arctic where we have forcibly repositioned a bunch of indigenous communities. Let's make all of the food prices astronomical. Let's make like flying in or shipping in everything super expensive. Um, And then we're also going to give them zero mental health support. And then we're going to ignore the super high suicide rates that they have and the super high mental illness that they're reporting that they need support with. And we're going to give them bullshit in response. It's an abhorrent lack of resources that all of these are examples of genocide being carried out. It's willful negligence is a part of genocide. And that's the part that our government is carrying, which is why I don't subscribe to this fucking government. This is so worth talking about because if the collective can acknowledge the intentional desecration of indigenous populations globally by the very small ruling class, we are one step closer to acknowledging the global scale through which we are all being being boiled slowly. Like, I'm going to connect the dots a little bit simpler here. I know I've been going on about this for a while. It's going to get happier, I promise. Colonizers came to this land, decided that they were entitled to take it from the indigenous people here, who were here first. way fucking longer. They annihilated their resources to force dependency, such as wiping out the buffalo and other uh, prominent, like, food and resources, like, water sources that they had that they, like, that the indigenous communities were so nice and they showed the fucking colonizers, like, how they were doing it to help them because they were fucking feeble and useless when they were here and all they brought was fucking polio. Um, Then they stole their land with treaty fuckery. Then they forced them to stay in very small parcels of land with an insult to that name. Um, then they went and stole all of their children from those communities and committed genocide of the worst kind through the residential school system, which was done by the fucking church, um, which is also connected to the monarchy. Then they did to develop the child welfare system that was solely created like the tree so that there would be a fucking piece of paper or legislation that justifies this racism, this assimilation and genocide, and the massive disproportionate nature of indigenous children who are brought into care versus any other fucking demographic, at least in this area. In the States, for example, there's a very high indigenous population in care as well as black children. Um, And I'm not saying that those are the only people in care, but it's less white people percentage wise 
all the time across the fucking board. Then this is where like colonizers are my favorite narcissist to talk about. Then after all this fuckery, which I hope that sounded familiar to you because it's the same exact process that is ongoing right now. Then they gaslit the entire global indigenous population by denying the existence of residential schools, refusing to search them, keeping the land that they stole from them, not just not even acknowledging, not even doing land acknowledgement, but just keeping it brazenly. keeping reservations intact while continuing to destroy any remaining resources on said reservations, um, destroying all beauty and sovereignty, allowing and supporting pipelines from a government and corporate level, construction, violence, and the unaddressed missing and murdered indigenous women and two-spirited folk epidemic that is carried out by being indoctrinated and typically white people who have been forced or who have chosen to disconnect from reality and humanity so that they can justify the unspeakable violence and murder that they commit against these people. The way that white people and privileged non-Indigenous folks are taught about Indigenous culture on Turtle Island and Turtle Island's history in general and the welfare systems are very fucking intentional. If the powers that be who have been profiting from the desecration of the original stewards of this earth and the earth itself want to continue doing so with, with little interference, they must ensure the docility I don't know if that's a fucking word, but docility of of the people capable of doing something about it, which is white women and indigenous people and people of color. And see where I'm going with this. This is the patriarchy. This is the system that was built in order to maintain the violence that they want to be able to continue with. One in the same with colonization, narcissism, These have been here for 250 years, and it's been a frantically rebranded process every generation as more knowledge returns, as more people acknowledge their divinity, as more children are born, as more universe. So these systems empower this ruling class, the governments, all of this. They know people are awakening. They know their time is limited. And so as a result, they are desperately trying to destroy everything they can as quickly as they can, like toddlers in a fucking sandbox in order to lock in our systemic compliance through holding all the basic human needs above our heads, right? And going, okay, well, you want this carrot? Then you've got to come join the labor force again and risk your life and get paid. Fuck all. (laughs) They choose to perpetuate the stupid fucking lies to hopefully keep enough people complacent, compliant, or worse yet, supportive of the systems that are in place because of the illusion of safety that they've cast with this. And the reason that that works is because of the contrast between the fear mindset that is programmed into people. They make themselves look really fucking shiny and new and bright and lovely with the illusion of safety that they try to, um, that they're trying to cast here though. I don't know who's buying it, but honestly, um, if you're here, you already know that that's nothing but an illusion and that the warmth that you might feel or have felt with capitalism or with the security of a job is just the water boiling, right? Capitalism has never been a safe enterprise. And as far as I'm concerned, anybody who sympathizes with that or another colonizer systems are either directly benefiting from the racism or they truly have no sense of trust or safety in anything but the system, um, which is sad because it speaks to how disconnected they are from themselves and their own stability. This was the whole point though. This was the whole point. If they keep a bunch of divine beings in the lowest possible vibration of fear, we are a lot more malleable 
So my alternative, my alternative approach to this that I'm going to share with you is that self-worth and appreciation are much different vibrations for us to work with. And you have the power to do that now, even despite the way that the world currently is as we're shifting it. I don't believe this system will be up will be ongoing for much longer, uh, personally, because I have a shit ton of faith in the global collective myself and their ability to see through all of this shit, because if I can see th through this shit, others can see through it. I have infinite trust in our indigenous leaders and communities globally. I have seen nothing but just absolute amazing, amazing people. Anytime I like meet an indigenous person, I'm blown away by just their resilience, by um, not that it was their choice to be resilient, but by like their divine nature. They've never forgotten that. And it just, it shines out of their face like sunbeams and it's just beautiful. I have so much trust and faith in them and in their ability to lead. And it's time for indigenous communities to be the leaders again. It's time for them to have their land back, their sovereignty and their stewardship back. Um, and I want to see, I want to see what happens under indigenous leadership personally. They've had several generations of absolute nightmares at the hands of this goddamn system. And all I want to do as a humble white person is clear the way for them to fucking have their way with it. <laughs> because if anyone deserves a shot at the guillotine, it's them. And I know they won't even do that, but it's them. Um, I'm also, I also have a lot of faith because of the U.S.'s Pluto return. I think that's going to be a wild fucking ride for the next four years, but it starts on 2-22-2022. It's probably gonna be wild because we'll be coming out of or still working on several planets in retrograde at that time. Um, and the current unrest that we already have is very assuring, not to mention the fact that the fucking federal election that is tomorrow is on the full moon in Pisces. Like I'm kind of like just sitting back waiting and ready. Um, but I also want more. I want guaranteed sovereignty for us. The best way for me to assist with this from this place of privilege that I have of being a white guy with a podcast um, is using this voice to build up as many fucking people as I can until someone catches on onto me. But like, honestly, I'm a whippet. No one can catch me. You have inherent deep value. You have inherent deep value just as you are, just as you are, just by purely existing, you are magic and you exist right now at this huge turn of the collective it feels like the turn of the fucking century. Like, it feels like we're on the brink of so much massive change. And maybe that's why there's so much pain and tension right now. But, like, the bow is about to break. You've possibly lived several lifetimes before this. You have deep ancestral knowledge, not just with your bloodline, but with the ancestors of any other lifetimes you've lived before, any other places you've lived before. And you also always have universal knowledge within you. You have been convinced that laziness is real, that you aren't worthy of love and care and nourishment and rest and kindness and success, abundance and feeling good unless you conform to the way that society wants you to conform. And it has socialized you to look, behave, work, think and move in this world in a very particular way, which is why we are the revolution, which is why the way that you exist, even if you do all the things that they want in the system, but yet you still express yourself authentically or show up creatively, or you just don't give a fuck about this one thing. That's you being the contrast. That's you being the light, being the revolution in your existence. That's why it's not stoppable. That's why it won't matter what bullshit rebranding schemes they throw at us. 
we've seen too much. We've already seen behind the curtain and the ones who have are already fucking too loud about it. That we're not going back now. We're not going back to that shit. Sorry, Lucy is like, hey, I need to hydrate. Stat bitch. Like I'm coming in. <laughs> Laziness isn't real. I actually equate it often to the way that people see or used to treat hysteria in women. Um, in terms of like a response to capitalism and patriarchy. Holy shit, are you done? Ma'am. Um, it's another tool. So projecting a fear of being a certain way or being a thing that society has generally disliked. I'm sorry, that is the longest drink of fucking water. I was like, she'll be five seconds. And she's like, mm -mm, we're clearing out the bowl. Laziness, just like hysteria, just like any of this other shit, is just another mechanism to control people because you're using the fear of how others will perceive them or treat them socially. That's how we isolate, right? So fear of being perceived as fat, lazy, not good enough, not worthy. For example, those might condition people to purchase gym memberships, work themselves to burnout at their shitty fucking jobs that don't pay them enough, um, work a job at all, develop disordered eating patterns, allow shitty people into their space, into their relationships, into their body, into their life, and repeat. Because if we think we're shitty, we don't think we're worthy of anything better, so we're willing to accept less. And we lived lived in a world that banked on us being willing to accept less than we deserve, less than our divinity. I've spent the last three to four years or so, maybe more, desystemifying myself, if you will. And this means that I've just been taking a very critical look at my thought patterns, my behaviors, um, my decisions, like my life patterns, and what it looked like from the viewpoint of like, who the fuck is profiting from me doing this or this or thinking this or behaving in this way? And if the answer wasn't me or communities that need ampli amplification and support, I'm not doing it anymore, or I'm reducing it as significantly as I possibly can. Um, this is nowhere near finished. It's like an ongoing process for the rest of my fucking life. But I have a lot of privilege to even be able to consider making those choices because people's hands have been forced in many different ways and systemically forced. So if I, as a white person, have a little bit of wiggle room, I'm going to use that to decolonize myself, to reduce that footprint of the system on me so that at least I'm perpetuating it a little bit fucking less everywhere I go. And that's how you can take a bit more creative accountability with your, your place of privilege in this world as well, is acknowledging that you have a place of privilege, holy shit, but also in honoring and taking accountability for your choices, knowing the privilege that you're walking around carrying. So for example, I as a white person have never and will never experienced uh, experience racism, systemic racism or oppression based on my skin color. So I automatically have an advantage out of the gate when I was born that people of color and indigenous folks did not have and do not have. We're working on getting it for them, returning it to them. They have been speaking up them goddamn selves. Like, I'm not saying they need it to be handed to them, but I'm saying this needs to be a conscious global effort of all of us going, nope, that's enough of that shit. I'm not willing to benefit from systems that oppress others anymore. Because if we're willing to benefit from it, we might as well be willing to put the foot on their neck, right? This doesn't mean that I don't experience systemic shit because of my neurodivergence or queerness or all that, but it's significantly less, significantly less because I am white. 
And that is what I'm trying to like really hit home for anybody listening to this who is white, who's like, fuck, I'm overhearing this bitch talk about this. But like, not enough white people give a fuck about the privilege that they carry to do something with it. And that negligence is what allows these systems to continue, which allows genocide to continue. So that's why we need to be noisy about it. That's why we need to be obnoxious and over the top and too much about it. Yeah. I may think I'm experiencing, um, or the, the, the oppression I think I may be experiencing is so significantly less than any person not born in a white body, right? So by consciously looking at all of the facets of your life or my life um, and being even not even just being just choosing one and taking the first step to reclaiming your power that you've always held one category at a time so whether that's like how can I call back my power and my worth with the way that I interact with social media so fuck if we're like if we're willing to allow our social media algorithm, for example, to send us like fat shaming ads, like skinny tees and shit like that, if we're not reporting the Kardashians, we see that shit. If we're not, re- if we're following the fucking Kardashians, like how are you being complacent to the system, or how is the system benefiting off of you in terms of what you give your energy to, what you engage with, right? So, for example. For me, one of the first things that I did to help me begin regaining my self-worth was with my social media. It was clearing up people and the accounts that didn't serve me anymore, the ones that made me feel bad about myself, the ones that weren't actually the the representation that I was looking for, that I needed to see, um, and that didn't have the same values that I had. Those all had to go because if people aren't moving with integrity, I don't want to be around those people and I don't want to be around systems or like bots and shops and things that just want to get money from us you can clear that shit out and you have a right to go do that at any point in time and it can be with anything social media is one example of course but um your worth and your power it never went anywhere it never actually diminished you were just convinced that it was you were convinced that it was somewhere external to you so that you would go buy the thing do the membership bludgeon yourself to death at work whatever the fuck it is right it's all extorting the fear illusion It's all an exploitation of that. And fear of not being worthy stops people from determining that they are or aligning with things and experiences that feel good to us. Fear of, which would get you out of the fear cycle, by the way. So fear of being selfish or vain or stuck up keeps us from choosing thoughts that align with self-worth, inner value, sovereignty, and divine power that allows us to change all of this. We're so fucking powerful that the only way a group of assholes who want to exploit the global population for profit could actually pull it off is if they kept us on the lowest possible vibration of fear or shame or guilt. It's like the best hands-free automated mind control game that they could ever build with the same systems that have been used to murder and complete genocide against indigenous communities around the globe for centuries. So... I'm going to ask you some questions that will hopefully prompt a little bit of like writing or journaling, shadow work, whatever the fuck. And hopefully this will help you work through a little bit of these wounds or begin to address these wounds so that um, you are a step closer to feeling a bit more empowered because you deserve to feel empowered and you are a powerful fucking badass being. And I want to see what you can create in this world. You deserve to be here. Who profits from you not feeling worthy? Think big and broad here. Employers even, family, friends, partners, systems, politicians, um, car salesmen. Like, right, who profits off of it? One of the first things to identify where people are pulling at us is with money. 
So looking at where people profit off of how you feel about a certain thing will help you begin to regain control around your emotions because you can identify whether the emotion has been manipulated out of you or exploited out of you or whether it's genuine. In what areas of your life and yourself do you hold yourself back from feeling worthy and joyous and happy? What do you like doing that brings you those feelings of joy or bliss or confidence or self-assurance even? In what ways can you harness your inner power more thoughtfully? For example, can you choose to step back into your power one moment at a time by setting a boundary, not engaging with someone or something that depletes or disrespects your energy in some way? What kind of adult would have made your childhood a lot better or safer for you if you had them in your life consistently or even just for one fucking moment? Who did that adult need to be? And how can you align yourself with being that dope adult now? How can you go out there and be that guy? Be that guy that a kid like you needed so that less kids like you struggle. What baby step can you take in the direction of reclaiming your sovereignty right now or today? Social media could be a thing. It could be addressing materialism, but it could also look like intentionally choosing to follow or engage with the representation that you need or needed around body positivity, um, indigenous and people of color representation, non-climate doomism maybe, like actually helpful accounts with great information about like fungi that clean up oil oil spills, oil spills, oil spills. And how can you choose more hope today? You're not silly or stupid for wanting to be hopeful, for being hopeful. How can we be a part of cultivating a culture of hope, collective respect, dignity, and compassion together? The law of cause and effect speaks to our individual abilities to have massive ripple effects on the collective. And we therefore have a creative responsibility to conjure up better for ourselves and to align with what that looks like. And so I invite each and every one of you to hold the vision of the highest possible outcome we could see in this world. That's where we're going to leave it for today. I want to thank you guys for tuning in and spending some more time with me today. I wish you a very happy, very emotional full moon. Um, please feel free to like, subscribe, or download and leave a review if you'd like. I probably won't see it because I'm still locked in my goddamn Apple shit, but hey, if it's there, it's there. Um, I've got Patreon and all sorts of good stuff in my website, or if you would like to donate or support me, all of that is on my link tree, which is also in the show notes. So feel free to take up peek through there. Um, you can find me on TikTok as well at Cosmic Queer Witchery, and that's where I post pretty much daily, and some regular readings are up there as well for free. And yeah, take care of each other. Fucking have a beautiful week. Have a beautiful two weeks until I talk to you again, and fuck it up. We'll talk to you guys later.